and welcome to Life in the Rabbit Hole, the Caneo Parent Pod. I'm Lori Carice, a fellow parent living in the Caneo Valley and your host. Thank you for tuning in. For parent pod tales, community matters, and social topics, which include plenty of wellness content. Parenting is not a one-size-fits-all approach. It's as difficult as much as it's rewarding, and we've all heard from the beginning of this journey, it takes a village. So join us as we connect through life in the rabbit hole. For everyone, everywhere. This episode is brought to you by Logic's Federal Credit Union. Seems like you can't change the channel these days without another celebrity pitching you a credit card, mortgage company, or big bank. We don't have any celebrities talking about us, but we do have stars, thousands of them, from our fans on Yelp, Google, and Facebook. And we didn't have to pay them millions of dollars. We just had to provide better rates and terrific service over and over and over again. So while celebrities think you should try one more mega bank, we encourage you to listen to the stars that matter. They're just a search away. Logics. Smarter banking. Logics Smarter Banking is a registered trademark of Logics Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. Logics is an equal housing lender. NMLS ID 503781. Logics membership required. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life in the Rabbit Hole. As a fellow community member living in the Caneo Valley, I feel it's important to support our businesses. So I've reached out to some of our local businesses to offer a spotlight and hear how their journey has been through closures and restrictions that the pandemic has made us face and brought upon us, and even hear about stories of survival. I've asked a representative from Monarchs Gymnastics to join with me as a guest today, Lena, Executive Director, to deliver the Monarch story before, during, and after COVID-19. Welcome, Lena. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. So you're a long-term connection. I've been working with you for several years now, and even my children have participated in some of your programs. So I'm very familiar with your environment, and I've been really curious to know how you've been surviving during COVID-19. I know you've had a lot of, you know, you had to furlough staff at one point, you've been able to bring people back, you've had to do a lot of pivoting. But before we go there, tell me about your journey with Monarchs. Okay, well, my journey started uh, as a middle schooler when I was on the rhythmic gymnastics team. So that was in the 90s. And I was level 10 rhythmic gymnast at Monarchs until I went away to college. And then upon returning, I was presented with a wonderful opportunity to become the executive director. And I've been in my current role here for about the last 12 years. Wonderful. So that brings us to current. We're in January. So closures began for you probably right when they did, you know, hit my business, which was March 12th. So How did you receive the information? What was your first scramble? And tell me about your process for the last 10 months. So it actually happened at a time I was on maternity leave until March 1st. And so I returned and had two weeks to kind of navigate a situation that was unfolding. At the time, we weren't certain that closures were going to last this long. We officially closed on March 16th when the order was uh, given by the governor's office for 
all of the businesses to close, including gyms. At that time, schools were closing. So we had anticipated approximately three weeks, you know, maybe six weeks of closure, I think, as most people did. And then we laid off our staff at that time, hoping that things would return quickly to, you know, quote unquote, normal. And then we found ourselves just pivoting and pivoting and pivoting since March 16th of 2020. So you started this journey with a new baby. I did. (laughs) Wow. Congratulations. As if a new mom's brain is not like struggling enough. And now you're you're actually juggling COVID-19 and also, you know, closures and listening to government regulations. And I'm sure, you know, trying to comfort staff, you know, that there's possibly going to be a light at the end of this tunnel. But wow, new mom on top of that. Congratulations, first of all. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) So after that first phase and having to shut down, tell me, like, what has been your biggest pivot? Our biggest pivot has been trying to figure out how to serve our community because we've been serving our community since 1977 at Monarchs. And the children of this community generationally are so important to us. We're seeing, having been in business for so long, we see children of former students come back time and time again. And so how do we serve our community? How do we serve these students in the best way while still keeping our business afloat and our doors open? And so, as you mentioned, we've just constantly been pivoting and pivoting and pivoting. So our first pivot was to offer classes mobily. So we had been doing that at private preschools and at people's homes and doing birthday parties on site at people's homes. So we already had the infrastructure in place to be able to send our staff out to teach classes remotely at people's homes or in the park. And so that was a really great way to bring our students back, but also allow for safety precautions to have people feel good about taking a 40-minute class without having to come inside a facility to do that or being indoors with other people so they were outside. Additionally, we opened our LEAD Institute, which is a program that we did when we knew that kids were going to go to virtual learning. And with people working from home and myself being a working parent, I can't imagine how you're supposed to be a working adult and also make sure that your kids are following what they're supposed to be doing, virtual learning, helping them with homework, making lunches. I I know moms do it all, but it's really impossible to do it all. And so it was really important for me to be able to offer that service to customers as well, where they could bring their kids for learning And our instructors, we have really wonderful educators that allow students to thrive in a learning environment here. So you shifted more to also like a a daycare platform, correct? Correct. Immediately when I found out that it was going to be difficult for us to open the way that we had been open before, especially in certain areas were cataloged as a gym but we also offer daycare services and educational services. So we jumped into applying for a daycare license so that we would be able to serve students in that capacity. Did you attempt a virtual platform before you hit the ground running with daycare? Absolutely. So we did a few things. We offered free live streaming YouTube videos 
where we did instructional classes, tumbling, rolling, vaulting, different topics that students could do on their own through YouTube. And then we additionally opened a virtual platform where they could sign up for classes with their favorite instructors, where their instructors were here in the gym teaching the class, but the students would be able to participate from home virtually. So when you opened your doors back up under the new platform, how did parents respond? I think it's difficult for us as a community because we do have a little bit of, you know, sort of a 50-50 split on some people feeling comfortable coming back and trying new programs. And some people are still nervous, which is completely understandable, you know, during a pandemic. So we've definitely seen a a large loss in students coming back. And the ones that have come back for certain programs that we're offering outdoors and mobile, I think they're just very excited to have an activity that is some resemblance of normalcy for their students, or I'm sorry, for their children, because it is really important for them to feel like their life isn't so much in flux. You know, kids rely on that, on their activities and seeing their friends so much. It gives them a sense of, you know, like grounding. And how about camp? Are you actually planning a camp this year? I mean, I know right now is still so the unknown, But, you know, I think we're all hopeful that by the time camp rolls around, more people are vaccinated, hopefully, that camp will resume. Are you preparing like a plan A, plan B structure? Right. So we had to really think about what we were going to do for our camp in 2020. And we did actually end up running a camp under the daycare licensing portion because we were allowed to. I know so many camps, you know, because of the unknown canceled last year and it sort of was a a difficult summer for so many, we are definitely going to be running a summer 2021 camp. Our camp numbers obviously are much smaller. And as you had mentioned before, our classes capacity is smaller. We're doing a smaller ratio between students and coaches, sanitizing between for our mats. And similarly, we are going to be doing the same for our camps not as big of a camp as we normally like to run, but there's definitely such a need in the community to do it. And uh, we're happy to be here for our students. What do you do to help make families feel comfortable that it is a safe and clean environment? Are the children wearing masks? What are you doing about some of those common spaces like your, your foam pits I mean, those typically I would look at go, ooh, you know, that's a struggle cleaning. Can you to speak on any of that? 100%. So one of the first things we jumped into doing was trying to figure out how do we offer programming in a safe way for our customers and our staff who are here daily. So aside from the reduction in ratios between students and teachers and limiting the amount of time that they're in between classes so that we can sanitize. We have closed common areas like water fountains and foam pits and have only stations available that we know we can deeply sanitize that can be ready to go for the next class without having any sort of doubt that it's going to be a bad area or possibly a bad area. So that's the majority of what we have done. Now, is there any programming that you've brought in during the period of COVID that you feel like has been a huge hit and you're going to continue even when business goes back to normal? 
I think that the growth of our mobile gym program has been the most exciting because before then we, like I said, had only gone to private preschools and done birthday parties at people's homes. But now that I think that parents have seen and experienced us bringing the mobile gymnastics to their backyard or their front yard or their garage space or meeting at a park, it's been really fun to have those pods participate, have individuals participate and really seeing kids learn skills and thrive. And honestly, it's kind of fun to work out outside. I know that I've been doing some workouts outside. So that has been the the greatest sort of joy of COVID is seeing that program flourish. I don't know about our lead program, because I think once kids go to school, and as you mentioned, being vaccinated, we might not have a need for our distant learning setup after that. So because of all of the pivoting you've done, that's the big, you know, 2020 word. I know we're back, we're in 2021, pivot will probably continue. But, you know, you reacted quickly, you became, you know, were licensed for childcare, daycare. So that saved jobs, I'm assuming. Yes, we are so thankful that with our pivoting and some PPP help, we were able to bring back a lot of our wonderful staff. I cannot, first of all, postpartum hormones coupled with laying off your staff of 50 leads for a very dark day. I don't know that, you know, people who have never been in that position to write a letter to your staff that you can't offer them jobs is just the most heartbreaking. And to be able to bring them back See, it's it's just, it is so heartbreaking when you love your staff. Oh, and you have to let them go. It was so nice to be able to bring them back. And they're so wonderful and they're wonderful with kids and they really enjoy what they do and they're so good at it. And it was really heartwarming to be able to do that. That's amazing. And I'm sure they felt the same way, wanting to go back. You know, I mean, being furloughed, you're given opportunities as far as unemployment, et cetera. But I mean, I really feel everybody really just wants to go back to normal. They want their job. They want to work. Absolutely. They don't want to sit around and wait. I mean, I had to kind of sit around and wait for like a month before I realized I really better start like scrambling and trying to reinvent myself. I mean, the first month it was more like, are we going to open? Can I do something smaller? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, is the disease stabilizing? No, you know, so it took about a month for me to kind of really hustle. I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, I'm still doing everything virtual. And I think that it's going to be a long road ahead for in-person events. I still have hope. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe sometime this summer or shortly after, but one step at a time. I think for me anyway, the biggest takeaway during COVID is really, really learning patience and, you know, realizing you can't control what is out of your control. So, I mean, I know in the beginning of COVID, I was sending out emails to vendors of events and, you know, here's the new date, here's the new date. And after a while, I'm like, they're watching the news too. They know this is just going to be suspended at this time. So I would think that a lot of families were very happy that you did have some type of program. A lot of people didn't lose their jobs and needed, you know, daycare resources or children having smaller learning pods and familiar faces. You were able to bring back your staff. I call you a COVID success story. Thank you. I'm happy. I know that they're saying so many businesses are not going to be able to recover, 
and it's still to be determined. It looks like more resources are starting to come our way, more grants, another round of PPP. I think that's going to help. And any help is is needed for any business, of course, but you've been able to recover your staff already. And to me, that's a success story. And you have all three of your locations operating right now. We do. We have all three of our locations and our mobile gym has been operating. So that's technically, you know, four locations for, yeah, for us. So not, not remotely at the level that we have, but like you said, we are hanging on, you know, we love what we do. We love being here. We love seeing children of former students. We love seeing people succeed learning skills. So we just all around, we love what we do. So we're, you know, we hope that we can stick it out for what I hope is just a few more months. So give me a quick commercial. I want to know your locations, your operating, you know, pretty much your schedule or at least the age group of kids that you welcome and your website. Okay, so we are located in Agora Hills at 5331 Dairy Avenue in the Agora Business Center. That's where we have our Agora Hills location and our parkour location. Our Thousand Oaks location is located at uh, 3599 Old Conejo Road in Thousand Oaks. And mobile will come anywhere, anytime to you. And you can find us at monarchsgym.com. Great. Thank you so much for being with me here today, Lena. And you've managed to keep a baby quiet during this. That's awesome. Let's have some some extra hands at home. I do. I do. Definitely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. And please subscribe to our podcast so that you can be alerted each time we drop a new episode. For bonus content, be sure to join us as a member and receive Green Room Diaries after the final cut confessions of a Caneo Valley mom, as well as our exclusive wellness workshops. From one parent to another, we've got this. Just believe in yourself and remember we're our own worst critics. Tell yourself and another that they're doing a good job.